This is the last uh, sugya in this uh, simon. Usser, everybody got it? Shrag, you diving already, Marv? You do not. Okay, I wanted to ask you something, so if you want to call me later just about something about Chalusa. Thank you. Usser, Limker, Levachavim, next page, Nevela Bechaskis Kshera. This is Ganeva's Das issue of Goyim. Ganeva's Das of Jews or Goyim, the case by a guy here. Is that you figured, no, that trait for animal anyway, and available anyway, sell it to a guy who thinks he's got some kosher meat. What difference does it make to him? It's not usher anyway. So, Kamash Malan, it's Ganeva's Das. Ganeva's Das is usher. This is a price issue? We didn't talk about No, price. not a price issue. That would be Ganeva's moment. This is just Ganeva's Das. Give it discounted, and he just thinks he's got those, some Jewish meat. This is Gishmak. So, Kamash Malan is Ganeva's Das, and it's usher. We're going to go back to that. That's going to be our last Sugi Mar Makam. I'm just going to finish up the Rachaber. Chaldover, we said this at the very beginning of the simon. Chaldover, we're on page Reish. Chaldover, she'ein isura elamidavram. If the foods we're talking about is only iser derabanon, which is most of the foods out there, unless it's a navela trefa. Uh, if it's also midabanon, even the chaylev we said before was an exception to the rule. Chaylev is is aser, but it's mutter uh, to trade with. It's a special pasuk. Chaldover, she'ein isura elamidavram, mutter lasses beschera. Okay, let's go first. To um, you know what? go to Sifkat and Lamadal on this page first, then we'll go back to the Geneva's Das issue. Which we covered, Gavinas Akam we covered, Pas Akam we covered, Bishal Akam we covered. All these Simonim were all these Simonim of the Rabbanon. Filim Marias Shal Akam Marias is brine. She Sura Machmas Shash Tauv is Yayan. They acid it. The Rabbanon is used to put some wine in. Stam Yenim is also Baranala. So why are you allowed to trade with this if the whole Shash is because of the Stam Yenim? It doesn't cost more. You're not making a profit buying or selling. It doesn't. The price is not affected by the small amount of yain. They asked it to eat because they're worried. Brine would have been a type, what we call a type 1 food. It wouldn't have been a kashrus concern, but it became a kashrus concern when they started putting wine in it. But in terms of selling it, it's not to eat it, so therefore it's mutter duscher with it. Ah, the yain component is also bana, but you're not getting an ab, is it? You're not commanding a higher price because they put wine in. The second thing, even if it is higher because of the wine, you could sell it for cheaper, subtracting the price of the wine. Miu, and then he adds a very important thing. Stam yenam. We once discussed this uh, around holiday time a year or two ago. Maybe we've mentioned it this year. Uh, if you get a bottle of wine, Chafe a bottle of wine. Uh, you can't drink it, obviously. Can you give it to another customer who you would have had to spend two hundred dollars on, and now you give it to me? Getting hanar from it is that mutter? It's a very common shaila. So yayin nesach mamish. If you're afraid he poured it, which we're not afraid of today, because the gleim are not so firm, then it's an isadaraisa. Stam yainam is also midabonon either because of chasnus. We don't want them touching our wine like bishalakam and pasakam to hedge against it to marriage. Is the Rabbanon. Or it started off as a Shashi but now it's not so prevalent, so there still remains also in the Rabbanon. Today we assume Stamyam is in the Rabbanon. However, the Ramahos Lachatchili be asked by Hana. Because since it started off as an Isn Hana Daraisa, because there used to be a Shash not too long ago, the guy were always pouring wine libations to their Avodazar. So Mamela, they asked it by Hana. Even al Suffolk. So the Ramah brings down that since it started off as an Isdaraisa and now it's only Rabban, they still ask it about no, which means the Khatkhila, if it's not so expensive, you should just throw it out. But the ever the Ramah brings down that nowadays, since the Gayim aren't really doing Nisuch so much, so really there's no reason to ask it, and it's only because of the Chasnus, 
And that one. What? Yeah, the shayas when they made it, did they were they pouring some of the stuff before they poured it in? Unlikely today because everything's still automated today, right? They, most of the things are, except the ones that are stepping on with their feet, without their socks, and they're doing bottle by bottle. But it's 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 more far fetched. The mamela, the Ramah suggests maybe today wouldn't be also bahana still asamidabana because of chasnas, like bishlak and pasakam, which is not asabana asamachila. And Ramah says lachachili shuvim achmer b'diavid makom hesem ruvi you can be mekel. So. That's where this wine comes in. How expensive is this bottle? And how much money are you really save by giving it to the next customer? And is it a hefzid? Do you need a hefzid ruba, hefzid muat? But it has to be some type of hefzid. That's where the shayla comes in. So he's pointing out over here that stam yena miu, first of all, miu, stam yena mamish aim lehistaker boy, the aser banal lechatchila. You shouldn't do business with it, it's aser banal. You shouldn't be buying and selling lechatchila, that's for sure. If it's a hefsid on a one-time thing, but you can't go to the business. See, even though stam yem is that's the exceptional rule. You still can't do business with it because it retains that iser on all, as the original iser suffix daraisa of yain nesach did. Is buying something if a Jew is giving something to the guy and a Jew is watching, he might think that it's kosher. So you have to be careful. Number one, he doesn't think it's kosher. Number two, you have to be careful the guy's not turning it around and saying, I bought it from the Jew and pretending it's kosher. It could become a Lifnevi issue, which today would mean two Nagaya games. Everything's packaged with the Hashem and everything, so it wouldn't be that Nagaya. Um, no, because you see the way he says it. It's only you have to be careful that the guy shouldn't turn around and do it. They didn't ask her with the low plug. If, if you live in a place, where there's no shash, the guy's going to turn around and give it to a yeah, he's not going to think it's kosher, that's not a problem. What about the Stam the reason it's also not today is because of the low pluk. Yes, but the Tzad Lahokul is, Ramah suggests that maybe the low pluk didn't go that far to a time and an era and a place where, come out, nobody's doing it. I say come out because there are stories of Goyim, uh, I had a guy in the city who was in like the 10th floor and he looked down into somebody else's uh, living room, he had no shades, some Puerto Rican fellow. And he was in an apartment in one of those buildings. He had no shade. He looked straight in. He was doing Nisa Chayai in his living room. So I'm pouring bottles of juice. He's got some, something set up there. And he's pouring. So some people still do it, but it's rare. So that wine. That wine's also, yeah. Wine's so, also. so, but in the time of Chazal, all wine was also because that was a strong shasha. Before he sold it to you, before he gave it to you, he poured it. And all you got to do is pour a little bit of the barrel, the whole barrel becomes also. So that was a shash. Today it's automated. So you're saying, the bo- right. So the shail is, as you said, is it a low plug? That, that's exactly the shayla. So Chachilu is a little plug, and Malkin Hemsid Ramah feels there's room to be uh, to be mekel. Okay, go back to now. We'll focus on the Gedev Das issue, which transcends this simim, and it's very fascinating. As I mentioned last night, we were discussing this two weeks ago, and it comes right in here in this simim, which is not this topic, but it comes in because they're talking about uh, selling things and giving things to Goyim. Uh, take a look back at uh, Lamed Beis on the page before. Also, Limkala Vachab Nevela Bechaskas Ksheri Mishum Geneva's Das, Dasar Afilu bin Achri, Kemoshim Matsayan Harama, Hashemishpa Sim Reshkaf Ches, which I will show you in a minute. These are awesome. It's a Vav Dinzeb. Dikta Kamachabra, Lift of Lashem Machira. You can't, this is a very interesting shach. He says, You can't sell it to a guy. Again, you, we're not talking about a price differential. You can't sell it to a guy, and he thinks for $2 a pound, he's getting a great deal, he thinks it's glock kosher. You're not overcharging. You're selling for the same price. But he thinks he's so happy. He got clock kosher for $2. The same price he'd pay, pay for Purdue. He's thrilled. And he's paying. Then there's an issue of Geneva's Das, even though you didn't rip him off on the price. 
Deilu, the Shach makes a dig, Deilu b'matana lakim shum ganevas das. I find that fascinating. If you give it to him free, he wants the same ganevas das. He thinks he's getting got kosher meat for free. His boss gave him blackheart and he's thrilled telling everybody about it. It's ganevas das, but it's free. So it's free. Don't complain. Interesting. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a chiddush. I, I don't exactly know. I looked around. I didn't see anybody comment in the shot. I didn't see, I didn't see anybody argue. It seems uh, they bring this down. That's very interesting. Because the sugya we're going to go into now, which we started going into two weeks ago, is you can't do anything that generates goodwill when it's not deserved. What does it make if I'm charging him? He's, it's going to generate goodwill. He's going to want to do something. Yeah, I gave him glock kosher meat. Well, yeah, but I did give him it for free. Whatever I gave him was free, that, that he knows. But he thought he got even a better deal for free. So Shah says, that's not where I'm answering. Now maybe it's a cool law by Goyim, and maybe the gave us as a Goyim, not severe. I don't know what to make of it, but this is what the Shah says. I can't find anybody that argues. Come and come in, litna ella ben ella ben Same thing, dealer b'nei yisrael acharas. He shouldn't give in front of a Jew, but the Jew might think it's really kosher because he's passing it off to the guy as plot. Shem achach yichane yisrael menanachar yidiachshu shu basa kosher. So you got to be careful when you do that. Um, again, if he asks you point blank, Dr. Yehuda, is this kosher? So, yeah, I got it from Glotmart. Still in Flappish. Keep saying that. Um, what's the name of the place here? Evergreen. What? Evergreen. No, but <laughs> that's one. Shul's <laughs> yeah. one big advertisement. Uh, no, but what's the place on. Uh, on no, it's the place on. What? Monty Glot, thank you. That's what I keep confusing with. Glot Mart's on Avenue M. It's all the same. Glot Kosher Meat. And um, I, it's not a decade yet since we all left, so uh, some of us. So I'm still, uh, still quoting it. Um, I asked my kids for a Moshe's bag. They say, we left there already. That was at my corner. So uh, if you get used to you guys never heard of it, you give me a blank stare. So it's the, the equivalent of the evergreen over there. Uh, so I don't know the difference. I don't know why this should be so. I don't know why the shach says it. But the shach says it. It's a one-line shach, and it doesn't explain. Well, how are you generating goodwill? Why should this be mutter? Anytime you're doing sales, uh, you, you have to No, but if he th- gave him the Jew and he thinks it's glad kosher again, I didn't say anything. I think if he asked me, I can't lie. Right, I'm not, I'm says, lying. is this not kosher? The answer is no. The shach's not saying that. The shach's saying you have reason to believe that he says or he's boasting that he got this. And yeah, so if I'm doing this now, the guy thinks something more than what I actually told him, that's an issue. Is that an issue with a yid? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think I mean, the cases we're going to deal with... Make sales a lot different. I don't know. The case we're going to deal with is uh, you're opening up a barrel of wine. We're going to see right now. Big barrel. You have a big barrel. It's a huge expense. Guy comes into your party. He's like, Akiva, you're here? For you? Even if you don't say it, by the way, you make it look like I a whole barrel opening ceremony. And he said, wow, there's like $1,000 worth of wine. I said, for you, and after you open it, it goes bad. So I'm told. He says, for you, this is what we do. So it's free, you're at a party. Caveat emptor. Huh? Caveat emptor. What? Uh, buyer beware. Uh, buyer, buyer. You're you're agreeing with the shock. What? <laughs> I'm saying is that, that's the case we're going to have. No, but that's that's the case we're going to have over here. Is when you're giving it for free. I'll show you the case. You judge for yourself. Let's take a look. Um, take a look at the Rama that we're quoting over here. <clears throat> 
Siv Vav. This is Chaysha Mishpat, Simon Reish Chav Ches. Siv Vav. Avram, got one right here. The next uh, thing, we might actually start scanning this stuff. Uh, did you send him a safer? He will need one. So, uh, anybody going to uh, Rochester? We had last night, you going? Good? No? You got to go here? Uh, you, have to, you have to save for the next one. No, no, no. We, we have a new one coming. Uh, speaking of which, please, uh, they're for sale afterwards. Please uh, get them before the rush, which is going to be next week, because we're probably starting on Tuesday. Vav, Aser, Laramaz, Bnei Adon, Bemeka, Chamemkar, Oilignov, Daitam. One's Mecca, Chamemkar. The other one's Gnei Vazdas, Kegayim. Im, Yesh, Mum, Bemecha, Tzarech, Lodil, Okech. Now, I want to point out, which the Shach is going to point out over here. If it's a mum and it makes a price difference, that's Geneva's moment. I don't need the Mechabra over here to tell me that. So you look at Zion in the top right-hand corner. It's not where that makes a difference in price, but he thinks he's getting a better product. She'll let him know that it has a mum. Now, again, Akiva, this is not a problem yet because you're selling it. So there's no gift yet. But still Kiddush. No price difference in the market. Same, 1099. What do I got to let him know? And so he thinks he's getting something more valuable than that. What's the Nafkamina in price? No Nafkamina. What's the in his pocketbook? No Nafkamina. But I'm selling you something and it's under false, but this is a Kiddush already. We didn't get to Matanas yet. No, assuming there's no one knows, mom, and it's the same price. Sell him a car. It has a dent underneath the thing. If the guy would know he would still pay the same. They give the example when you talk about uh, figuring out values of Nezik and Babakama. You have the Empire State Building. And there's one window that's broken out of 40000 Are you going to pay less for the Empire State Building when you come to the closing? Say, so, okay, I'm deducting $50 for that. You know how much it costs to bring those guys up? So the minigas, I don't know why, but the minigas, they won't deduct it. Why? It costs that $50 out of my pocket. No, that's the minig. Won't deduct it. So you, when you, in reality, when you measure Nezik, you measure the price the Empire State before the broken window and after the broken window. That's a very small differential, if any. So over here, there's no differential. Shah saying there's no difference in Mammon. But he thinks he's getting a brand new car without a scratch. And really, there's two scratches which he didn't notice because there's mud on it because it's the winter. So how do you know? What would he do? I don't know, because the difference in price. Maybe he would say, uh, take off the scratch, even though there's no difference in price. That's going to have his dots, because he's going to get annoyed when he sees that thing. When, before you use the case of uh, the champagne, when somebody comes into a room and thinks they're opening a... Uh, so you're going to get to that right now. We're gonna... Question. I don't understand something. If you don't tell him anything, and he presumes, why, why are you... Uh... We're going to get to that also. Very good question, and we're going we're gonna to deal with that. We're going to deal with that. I think you were here last time we were testing the Hasna case, I think, two weeks ago. So we're going we're gonna to get to that. Uh, but over here, again... If the guy would know about it, he'd be annoyed. Ah, it doesn't affect the price? No, I'm not telling him something that if he knew about, he'd want to know about, and he'd be annoyed. That's Geneva's dots. That's a real, uh, a lot of people, you asked about selling things, what the minig is, what we do, and don't, don't tell them. I don't think anybody, it doesn't even affect the price. Halavai, we, <laughs> there are people who are doing things where it would affect the price. And um, here, it doesn't affect the price, it's still lesser. Let's continue. Again, That's our din over here. Shouldn't try to convince 
your friend, Shiyasarima, to come over for dinner. People do this all the time. Maybe that's Lashonara. You, you go over to a guy, you want to, oh, please come over for Shabbos, come over for dinner. You know a thousand, he's not coming. You know he has other plans, but he doesn't know you know. And you look like such a great guy and you want to come over. He says, I can't, I can't, I can't. He says, okay, but don't say I didn't invite you. So that's usher. Even though, you can say, it's make a chamemka, it costs money, he's eating something. I'll tell you. Tagrevis is a matana, and you know this guy never takes matanas. Let's say you're dealing with a case where you know a guy wants to come over and you really don't like him, and uh, you make him still feel like a million dollars. Ah, okay. It's a very good question. We're going to get to that. There are cases in between um, where it's protocol, it's politically correct, and it's, and it's going to insult him if you don't invite him, even though you can't come. Go over to six guys. You want to come over, make the kiddush, make it. You know he can't. He's got to go to another kiddush, and he's standing there. You invite six guys, and you leave him out. So what am I, mashed potatoes? He couldn't come anyway. So there, you have to invite him. So the lushan over here is he's high rev, he's high rev. Your mamish, like leaning on him, heavy. So that's the problem. This rive is the word. Actually, you're leaning on him. You're you're convincing. You're coaxing, and you know it's not happening. How are you inviting somebody you don't like to your house? Is that considered going to if it's a genuine invitation and you think there's a chance to accept, that's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, that's very good for Yemidus. You bend Yemidus. You don't like him, the more you do for him, the more you like him. It's hard you don't want him. No, you don't want him to come. Ganebas does it, means that you're, you're basically. No, here it's good for Yemidus to just like we run over to do Prico with your son and help him out with the animal. If there's a chance to accept and you want to do that, even though you don't want the guy because you want to do a Chlasach, maybe he's a place. That's Gavaldi. That's, that's, here we're talking about where you know the guy for whatever reason can't accept and you're. Trying to find to make yourself look good. And you shouldn't open up wine barrels. Uh, meaning you're you're uh, doing it for commercial purposes, not for him. You're a wholesaler, and you know the guy's making a pickup in 20 minutes, and you say, Akiva, come here. I, say, I wouldn't do this for anybody in the world. He doesn't know 20, a truck's coming in 20 minutes to, uh, to deliver, uh, to empty out half the contents. Uh, so you can't do that either. Let him know that I didn't open it for you. Now, I'll give you asking, uh, uh, why has the guy jumped to conclusions? The answer is, if a guy just makes an assumption he shouldn't make, and you're not responsible. Here, it's very, he doesn't know your wholesaler. Nobody knows your wholesaler. What other conclusion should he go to? Even if you don't say, I keep coming out with news, you don't give him a whole spiel. You just say, oh, I'm glad you just walked in. You go over to a big barrel, you start picking up. And nobody knows your wholesaler, and they're no wholesaler. It's like very rare, and you happen to know they have to open it anyway. So then the guy shouldn't be faulted for jumping to conclusions because most people would jump to this conclusion. So it's not jumping to conclusions, but anybody watching this matzah would assume this is what's going on. That's a whole different. That's a whole. It's a whole different sugya on when you can bend the truth. For MS and Rabbi Yaakov's famous thing, his comment on Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is the Ishemes, the, uh, the Av, the Sitan Emes Yaakov, and we find that he has to bend the truth more uh, than almost anybody else. So, what's the definition of MS? And the answer is the definition of MS is Ratzon Hashem. When you're saying something is Ratzon Hashem, the definition of Shekhar is not Ratzon Hashem. Usually, 98% of the time, MS is the truth also, but sometimes when you have to steal the Bukhara, some Russia is going to take it otherwise, who tricked his father, and you have to fight fire with fire. 
Um, sometimes you have to tell the young lady who's mentioning that my father's a real swindler, you better watch out. And he says, no, I can handle them. I you know how to deal with swindlers and we're going to take care of it. And uh, he knew how to, he knew how to do what he had to do to get done. Uh, but that has to be with a shayla, asking a shayla very carefully, and that's few and far between, but sometimes that's mutter. But then when it's mutter, that is emes. Emes is what is the Ratzon Hashem to say in this situation. And the famous example is Beshame Bezil, where Shaman Hill, where you have Kalana of the Chasuda, and uh, you're at the Chasna. We don't do this today because uh, the level of Sneas in society went down, so we don't really, there's no Indian whatsoever. I've had a number of Bacham ask me this. Like, should there be Yetzi there, Chiyav, and the Gemara of going over to the Kala and schmoozing and telling, and telling the Chasna? I said, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, uh, <laughs> it's not, not necessary. Uh, it used to be done. There was a time when, when you could actually go over and look, Dafka, look at the Kala to be able to honestly tell the Chasna um, that you looked and you, nowadays we don't encourage that, and we actually discourage it. And um, I mean, we just tell. No, so that's what I'm getting to. But the assumption, working assumption in the whole Shaila is that you did look at the Kala. Now the Shaila is, is some Kalas you could just say the truth, and some we have a Machlekas. But that's assuming you look. <laughs> that's, I just went back. They, they, people think, you read the Gemara, it sounds like that's, you have to go over and do that. But that's not the case today. And uh, she's wearing, if, if you miss the Vedekin, and she's wearing an opaque veil, you don't have to uh, ask. Uh, I was once at a Chasna, there's two Minhagim, it's interesting. Some of the veils are very thick. Uh, and the kala walks down being held by the shrigger and the mother or the mother and the father, whichever persuasion you come. Usually the thick of the veil, usually being held by the shrigger and the mother, by the way. But that's the, not necessarily the case, no. My, my rabbit's in wore a pretty thick veil and, and, and the parents walk down. So it depends on, you know, it's either very yeshivish or it's chassidish, but it's whatever. So I was, I was, um, I was at a chasna and there, there are two men hugging about this business. Do you have to lift up that veil by the Maisa condition? So um, some do, and some don't. So I, the somebody would aid them to see. Yeah, they could to see. So I remember I was at a I was Masadushim once. It's a pretty funny story. My Masayron is you don't have to lift it up. If there's enough circumstantial evidence. It's the same lady by the Bedekin, but going to walk down now. And love was not the Chasnas. He probably didn't switch. You know, there's an officer. So I didn't lift it. So I was I was sitting later at the table. It's pretty funny. So I won't say who it was with a with a very hush of. A, uh, a Rav, who, who I know, and we were schmoozing, and um, uh, and uh, he said, by the way, that was that was a uh, very nice uh, Siddiq Edushan with Mama Shor, with all the Hidurim. He said, I have, I have one question. I said, what's that? He says, how'd you know it was the color? <laughs> he said it tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> he held, uh, he learned, he's a Talmud of Ravaran, and he, uh, he Ravaran held the other way. So, uh, but he said it to the very cute. I said, uh, I said I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure, but the circumstantial evidence, I was sort of watching from the Bedeck. And the, but there are two sheets about that. Uh, and the reason why uh, Ladder Darius were mocked by this is because the Sneas has, has gone down. And there are curious from Rifka, Emanuel, and other such emails that they were a very opaque veil. And that's where, that's where it comes from. Anyway, so Shaman Hilav Machlekes, if you did look and you're saying Kalan of if it's true, you're in good shape. And what if it's not true? So Shaman says, if it's not true, so he compliments something else. People misread the Gemara, you've got to see Tesis over there. Tesis doesn't say you should say it like it is. The Gemara says say it like it is. It doesn't mean that. Nobody, nobody holds like that. <laughs> you should say it like it is. That's ridiculous. So Shaman says, no, it means compliment something else. Compliment her hands and her eyes and her this or that. They'll you know, leave out the nose or whatever. Okay. So uh, that's what Tasty says. You'll look for other, other parts, you know, your personality, family, yichas, whatever. 
and um, and uh, Beis Hillel said, uh, Hillel said, no, um, if you do that, then people are going to figure out why you keep complimenting the, uh, the dress <laughs> or something like that. That's going to, people are going to figure it out. And he says, if somebody bought a tie, and he bought the tie already. See, they ask you, how's the tie? You don't say it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. He bought it already. There's nothing you can do about it. And obviously he likes his tie. So he's getting married. They're at the chasna already, or they just got married, and now they're dancing, Kalanova Chasuda. So is that MS Hashem? And the answer is that's Ratzon Hashem. We pass them like uh, the Kilo. And that's, that's considered Ratzon Hashem. That's MS. What? Why is it different than opening a barrel of wine? You don't want to let this chasna down that he has an ugly wife, and you don't want to let this guy's expectations down. No, he can't. Give him a, give him a thing from your bottle. No, you're going, you have other wine. No, the, it's an expectations game. What's the expectation? To feel that he has an ugly wife. Right. You're going to say pretty wife, even though she's ugly. Correct. And Skeneva's das, but we allow it. No, we we insist on it. Not only allow it. The psakas, we insist on it. So we insist on it because we want him to feel good. Yeah. So here, when the guy walks in, and you, he has this expectation that you just open up this big barrel of wine for him. Why can't you just let him do it? No, he doesn't have that expectation. There's something you're doing to lead him on. Because if he had the expectation, it's his fault. And the same thing about the You're doing the something. No, no. If he got married, it's, that's not an unreasonable expectation. If he's marrying her, obviously this is what he thinks. So you don't have to, you don't have to go out of your way now to, to make him feel bad, take the, the wind out of his sails. Why? Say, I think that you did this all for me. No, you because he hasn't... No, it's that. It depends on the case. He's gonna, he's gonna say that. It depends if, yeah, you're going out of your way, either saying or motioning or leading him to believe the opening of him. Why should you put him up to that? He's a nobody. Why should you open it for him? It depends if he had, if he knows should have known your wholesaler. It depends on what you should have known. That's gonna be the next line. The, so if if he shouldn't have known better than you're a wholesaler, you should let him know, yeah. Wow. So I'm letting down, I'm taking the wind It's the sale. same thing in the guy at the chasna. What are you doing here by the fifth dance? Right, that's what I'm saying. Yes, and the answer is, the answer is, is why sometimes yes and sometimes because yes. when the guy shouldn't have made that assumption, you don't have to correct him. If he made an assumption based on what 9,500 people looking at the scenario would have understood, then he's making the correct assumption. That's the difference. Then, then you have to do something about it. We, we go, we go, we go by the road. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into the Hashem on Monday, and I will show you some interesting examples of this. And meanwhile, if you go to the Chasna, just sing Kalanov the Chasuda very loud, and uh, you'll be Yetzin.